flow with the show. All right, we're rolling. We're flowing. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing all right. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm doing all right. It's uh, Monday morning. I'm just getting the week started. So just uh, planning up my week. And uh, I, I got a pretty cool video planned for this week. So just working towards that. Awesome. You've yeah. been absolutely crushing it with all of your video stuff. And I've just been so proud to see you, you know, making a name for yourself with music production online. And, you know, sometimes you'll see like Facebook groups and people are like, who are the best, uh, you know, tutorials online or that kind of thing. And I'll always see your name. And I'm just so proud. <laughs> Thank you so much. And every time I do see that, it's, it's definitely really humbling to see the response that my content has been making. And I've just been doing this for just shy of a year and, and the feedback has been amazing. It really keeps me going on. So thanks for that. Absolutely. That's, it's so crazy to think that you've only been doing it for a year. I mean, I know you've had so many years of, of a journey with, you know, making mm -hmm. music itself. Did you ever see yourself, you know, doing this kind of thing? Like, um, what, what's that kind of journey like towards this specific music education thing? Yeah. Before we get into that, should we introduce ourselves? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was yeah. uh, I was definitely going to do like a little write up yeah. of your your bio in the description. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to butcher your bio. We're like <laughs> born in, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. Please, please um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, I'd love I'd love for you to sort of just it's so it's so like kind of surreal to like how do we describe ourselves as human beings? So I, in your own words. Please, please tell the audience who, yeah, who you sure. are. So for those that are not familiar with my face or my name, <laughs> my name is Stranger and I am known in the drum and bass world as a music producer. And just over the last year, I have kind of pivoted my career towards more education. So education, educating the next generation of music producers and providing tools and resources out there so that anyone who wants to succeed in music production can succeed and really want to push that next next generation to carry the torch of drum and bass and beyond. Yes, I love that. Drum and bass and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and for those of you who don't know me, uh, I'm Flo Anastasia. <clears throat> Previously used to go by the artist name Anastasia, uh, went, changed it to my longtime handle Flow Anastasia for search purposes. Um, <laughs> primarily do electronic music, vocals. Um, I've done a lot of different things over the years and I'm sort of in a new new chapter in my life now. I'm strange as you know as well. Um, it's, uh, it's just been about a week and a half now that I am officially... <clears throat> no longer working in a, in a corporate environment, <clears throat> excuse me, um, choked up a little bit. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I've been, uh, sort of working in various corporate jobs and, you know, went to business school and that sort of thing. Um, working in, in those kinds of environments for the last 10 years. And, um, at this moment, sort of going through a, a new chapter where I'm no longer employed, um, and sort of will kind of see what happens over the next few months as I, 
live on my savings and try to, you know, um, really go hard with um, all my passions for music and, you know, content creation and trying to get better at videos and all these kinds of things. And so, um, and, and this podcast as well, this is something that I've been thinking about doing for a very long time. So thank you again so much for being here with me. Yeah, and I'm very pleased to be here. And thank you for sharing your story. It's definitely something that is relatable because I also went through a similar journey as you leaving the corporate environment and then trying to find where I should take my career and direction of my artistic career. So it's definitely a story that a lot of us can relate to and definitely encourage you to keep up with this podcast. Uh, You did what I would say is everyone has a unique story to tell and you have a compelling story that I think others could relate to. And I think it would be helpful for others to hear your story. So yeah, I definitely support the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. That, that really means a lot to me. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that it's, you know, there's so much uncertainty and I mean, even when I was working in, in a corporate environment, there's, uncertainty there as well and I, I just um I, I'm actually curious to, to talk to you about you know with you going through your journey from working a long time in corporate and then um you know doing what you've been doing over the last few years I'm sure I can only imagine there was like a period of like adaptation and I guess a lot of uncertainty and having to you know pivot and then you know persevere through dark times and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And and I'm so, I, I I don't know, again, it's just, I admire you so much for, you know, keeping a brave face through all of that and then, you know, succeeding through it. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious kind of how, how, what was that journey like for you, especially like in the early months? Yeah. So I'll, I'll step back a couple and from that time frame talk, how I came into this new chapter. So I was working a corporate job for almost 15 years as a business analyst. I was pretty much creating insight from mass amounts of data. And that was, that was what I did. And funny enough, I found it similar to making music. The, the way you manipulate data and manipulate Excel sheets and and using coding to rearrange data, I, I found that there was a similar skill in that moving clips of audio left and right <laughs> vertically yeah. and it is a lot similar to data. So it was something that I, I spoke about during work and that my experience making music is a transferable skill here in that I can, it helps me to become a better uh, business or data analyst. I was doing that for about, yeah, almost 15 years. However, it was not fulfilling to, to say the least. Um, there, there'd be days and nights just wondering, uh, or wondering when can I get out of this rat race? And it, 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 it the, when you, when you work a job that you're not that, isn't fulfilling it's um there's this almost like a void in your soul kind of wondering what Mm. you should be doing with your life so it one you could you could burn yourself out doing doing something that you don't Mm. enjoy and that that could um the 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 buildup of those feelings can can have a detrimental effect on on your health uh, on your mind. So, uh, definitely I went through that, um, 
there's a period of depression. I had some health issues that actually it, so that, that's something that's really why I encourage everyone out there to find something that they enjoy doing. Hmm. Um, it may not be your number one passion, but if you can enjoy doing it, that, that helps a lot more because otherwise the, the negative feelings will, will compact and you, it'll start to take shape in your health, your mental and physical health. And that's what happened to me. Um, I was overworked doing a job I didn't like. And uh, in effect, it affected my health. And, and then it affected my, my results at work. I couldn't put my 100% at work. So it's like, it's like a lose-lose situation mm. because if you don't enjoy doing what you're doing, the company also loses as well because you're not a hundred percent there, and right. that that had an effect on my 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 performance. And short end of the story, uh, it didn't work out at at with my last job. Um, I was going downhill health wise mm. and it affected my work. So we parted ways and um, that was about three and a half years ago. And it, I would say uh, it was a blessing in disguise, although I didn't know it at the time yet. Right. Um, I had to spend a lot of time just soul searching and finding out what to do. What What is the next step? Uh, in my life and career. So I was experimenting with that or exploring different uh, avenues. I was already promoting events with my crew, Rump Shakers. So right. we, we were doing that regularly in Toronto and we were throwing raves of like two to 400 people at warehouses. And that was fun. It, it, it was a lot of work though. Uh, but w uh, hopefully once this... Well, this is all over. We can throw events again. But that, that was more, I guess, more of a a hobby in terms of right. what I wanted to do full time. I was still trying to figure that out. So I was um, exploring video production, doing video production for other companies, contracting workout. So I, I built up some skills doing doing that. Um, mean in the meantime, I was still trying to look for work. So I I was. Um, right. I forgot about that yeah. moment. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I said, uh, yeah, I was still, I didn't, although I was terminated from my job, I didn't know that, like, I was still thinking about re entering the corporate right. world. So I was still looking for work. I was, I was, uh, I sent thousands of resumes out and, and, uh, but didn't get any response back. So, so there was that. I was exploring other ventures, video production. I was um, exploring. I I sketch as well. So I was trying to get back into sketching as well. Um, but nothing really really stuck. Although I uh, I I had some good experience doing uh, video production. Uh, it didn't really pop up pop right. off as a business venture. And then I guess uh, about a year and a half ago, I started to, to visit doing YouTube tutorials again. So I, ha I had one or two tutorials online before, okay. like nine, 10 years ago. And a friend of mine, Maurice Levy, always encouraged me to, to visit 
YouTube and explore the platform, but I never really took it too seriously until recently. And then, yeah, just a year and a half ago, I started to experiment with YouTube a little more, putting up my educational material. First several videos had like minimal success or moderate success. Uh, I still didn't really take it seriously. I didn't think it could be, it could flourish as a career. So I just did it more as kind of a, a, a side, side hustle, I guess, while still making music, still uh, sending resumes out, trying to get a job. And then um, around last year in, in around March or or February, I was reading an article about this couple in Ontario who had a YouTube channel and they their channel was about living in a van and their lifestyle and how they they lived day to day in in a van and they had four or five thousand subscribers and they were talking about how they were able to make ends meet and live a lifestyle wow. just off this channel and and I was quite amazed I thought wow that's all it takes wow, wow, <laughs> and, wow, and, yeah. <laughs> and really when you when you have information once you believe that something is possible then there there's almost this this shift in your mindset it's like oh if that's possible maybe I can do it too and that that's when the light bulb kind of Lit, lit off in my head and decided to maybe I should try this and shortly after my channel started to to grow almost wow. exponentially and and I kind of took that as the universe yes telling me okay me you should be doing this because um I've tried 10 other things and none of them worked but this right. seemed to work just instantly sometimes when things work almost easily for you it it's kind of like life telling you that maybe you should be doing this and and sometimes we don't want to hear that we want to do things our way we want to do what we want to do for example i was still gung-ho on finding a job or trying to uh, video production I was also learning how to trade and then invest on the side so I thought those were gonna be what I was doing and I didn't really want to listen that okay okay maybe I should be uh, focusing my time doing online education so once I I I listened to that inner voice a little and and acted on it things started to unravel for me and wow i guess that's how i am here today just listening to that yeah listening to that inner voice and just following it at first you may not want to listen to it you have to just sometimes put your ego down humble yourself surrender to that to that direction and take action see see what happens right you never know until you try it it's uh, it's unbelievable to think that like, because I remember you know you know I've been friends for a few years and and in that period is is I remember when you were, um, you know, constantly like applying for jobs and that sort of thing and <clears throat> I it's. I, I can only imagine, like, what would have happened if you actually got one of those jobs? Like, would any yeah. of this have have happened? And you know, may, maybe yes, but um, it's it's it sounds like 
you know, it's crazy that like the universe kind of like forced you into this, this direction because literally everything else you tried wasn't really working out as well. Um, that's such a, that's such a beautiful thing. I mean, it's so well-deserved for you because you did try so many different things and you Mm -hmm. did persevere through so long. Like it was certainly not one of those things of like, Oh, it was an overnight success. I just, you know, (laughs) you really, I mean, that's that, that, I, I can't imagine how tough it was to kind of, you know, spend, spend that long, like, you know, trying different things and having it not work out and then kind of almost be, like forced into a corner with, you know, trying yet, yet again, something else. And then it, it finally working out for you. Um, good, good for you, man. Honestly, that is Thank so you. that's, that must be such a day-to-day challenge as well of like kind of having to wake up every day and kind of go, go through that and try. Um, I'm curious, like in those sort of the darker, darker moments, was there anything that helped you you know, face another day and and just keep trying something new and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think you just have to take each day as a new day, right? And and be be thankful. Uh, one one of the key things that I learned last year from a very nice conversation with a friend is learning the the practice of gratitude, right? So being thankful for what what you have already, right? It's, it's interesting once you shift that mindset of having gratitude of, for what you already have, like just, just being here, mm-hmm. having the opportunities that I have, having a roof over my head, having the friends and family that I do have, right? Then, then start, then for some odd reason, that, that mindset opens you up to new opportunities and ideas. So I think that, really helped me is learning and practicing gratitude do you um i was i was doing this for a little while last year i I haven't really anymore but uh do you keep like a a gratitude journal at all i don't but it that's a good idea i i i can definitely see the benefits Uh, in the morning i i typically spend 10 15 minutes of meditation and a couple minutes to just think about things that i have gratitude for and there there are there there is so much that you, you can have gratitude for when you can stop and think about it and it's not even just the big things just even the normal everyday things yeah. being able to walk on two feet i'm i'm happy that i can do that i'm happy and have gratitude that i can feed myself and make food for for myself and breathe yes. fresh air right yeah, I yeah. the the practice of like doing the journal and again I kind of I let I let it go because as usual like things that are good for you are hard to maintain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did find that yeah, just having going through the process of kind of writing it down and so there there was a while of. I was writing, uh, like at the end of the end of the day, um, like an email to myself called gratitude journal with the date, uh, almost every day for a while. Um, and I'd write down, it, it, it did really help me focus on the smaller things because, you know, if I only did it maybe once a month or, um, I, I did it as well at the end of 2020 of like all the things I was grateful for this year. And I'd never really done that before. But the process of writing it down every single day definitely helped me see mm. uh, or like point out, I guess, some of the smaller things. And 
when I looked back on that, you know, maybe a few months later, I came across one of them and I just took a glance at it. It was kind of cool because I was like, oh, yeah, like I would have never remembered all of these kinds of the smaller, the smaller things that, that you can be grateful for every day. And I think, um, you know, I've been I've been trying to keep that mindset of gratitude on a daily basis without writing it down, um, you know, so. I, I don't know, but it, yeah, it is kind of like one of those things where, yes, it's good for you, but you know, there's only so much you can do in a day and it's kind of like physical exercise where I know that's good for me too. And yet I still really have to kind of force myself into it each time. And I think meditation is something similar where, um, I, I really always feel the benefits from it and it's, it's been really hard to be consistent with over the years. Um, Meditation is something that I've been really on and off with for many years. Um, you know, I first kind of came across trying it maybe like 10 years ago. And for a while, uh, for a couple of years, I was really doing it, I think, almost every day. Uh, I was doing like silent meditation, um, not not for very long, maybe like 10, 20 minutes back then. And then I got to a point where like, uh, I guess I thought I didn't need it anymore because I was like, it brought me to a place where I'm like, oh, I'm good now. Now I'm just going to like make sure I meditate in waking life as I go about my day. And yeah, maybe that worked out for like a month or two. And, and again, this is sort of like in my early 20s. Yeah. But having kind of let go of that practice completely, you know, then things spiraled into many years of, you know, whatever else the journey was. But I'd only really started to get back into meditation in the last few years. And I'm like, oh, man, I really this is really something that I should have been doing and that I should do as much as possible. And I'd, I'd really love for it to be part of more of like the common conversation with people. I find that um, within my family and people close to me, it's still something that I guess is not as commonly practiced um, or considered to be a good thing as, as is physical exercise. Like everybody knows physical exercise is good for the body. I really think meditation is so, excuse me, so, so good for you. And some of the feedback I hear, I guess, is like, you know, for, for example, some, someone in my family had said, uh, why would I meditate? If that means I clear my mind of thoughts, that means I'm not worried about anything, which means I'm ignoring my problems. So, you know, <laughs> interesting misconception. Um, it's it, They almost kind of looked at it as though it was like drugs where you're mm-hmm. like escaping your problems where it's, it's almost kind of the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Another kind of misconception I've heard is like, I don't think that breathing differently can help me. And of course, it's not just about the breathing differently, but, you know, in, in any case. So I'm, I'm curious to talk about it with you because I know it is an important part of your life. And I wonder if you've ever kind of had an experience of, you know, sharing it with people around you and how do you kind of encourage people or, or maybe what are some of the misconceptions that you've heard and and how can we kind of, you know, encourage people to try it? (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely agree in that we, in, in that we, push ourselves to take care of ourselves physically. And I think the same attitude would be beneficial if, if we were to do the same thing for our mind, right. And our emotions. So I definitely agree that it, it, it's good to encourage this discussion and, and this attitude towards this, this self-care because um, we take, we put so much 
effort into taking ourselves physically, shouldn't we do the same thing about the mental, right? So I agree with you there. Um, it, overall, my feedback has, a, I've, I haven't had too much of a negative feedback. The only thing that sometimes I hear is the woo-woo-ness of mm. meditation. However, it, it, it's when, when you experience meditation in it, in itself, then those thoughts dissipate because you'll realize it's it's not woo woo. It's it's as simple as 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 focusing and concentrating and 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 sitting with yourself and observing what's happening internally. Right? That that's not woo woo at all because we can all do it and we can all experience it. In fact, it there is very a lot of science behind the benefits of meditation. I'm I'm not someone to be quoted on because I'm not the best to quote science behind it but i've seen videos and articles about how it um i guess synchronizes the left and right hemisphere and optimizes it it's almost like when you have a hard drive and you have all these files all over the place yes every once in a while (laughs) you need to run what's called a defrag which sorts all the files and and optimizes all the i guess connections within within the hard drive, which would be analogous to your brain, right? So um, I find it it definitely is a daily practice. I I try my best as well. Like you, once in a while, um, I feel like maybe I don't need to. And then I realize, oh, I need to come back to that place. And once you come back to it, it's like, wow, I I should have done this sooner, right? So um, yeah, for those that out there that are new or unfamiliar with with meditation i do encourage you to explore about it there's tons of resources online and again it's not anything scared scary or anything it's i wouldn't even say it's spiritual it's more like a mental practice Mm. which you can i guess get spiritual benefits if that's what you're after but if you're more i guess agnostic Right. right. Then you can. It, it's still a practice that you can partake in because it's simply exercising the mind. Hmm. I do. I do really like that that computer analogy you gave because mm-hmm. the 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 person whose feedback was about the uh, you know you're kind of forgetting you're ignoring your problems like is a very computer like sciencey person. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> perhaps I'll, I'll I'll use that analogy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think it's uh, maybe one of the reasons that I let go of the practice is, is and, and maybe for a lot of people, it's that it's just perhaps like too intimidating where, you know, what what exactly are you doing? Or are you, you know, trying to be like a, a monk or something like that? Or, um, you know, I think I think for a lot of people, they think they already have to be really Zen to sit down and, they'll, and a lot of the the feedback I'll get sometimes actually just, just recently I put out on social media, just kind of a question. I was curious, you know, how many people, um, in, in my network have tried meditation or regularly practice it and just kind of curious what, what their experiences and about it are as well. And a lot of the feedback I got was that, um, people have tried it, but they have so many racing thoughts or, you know, distractions and that kind of thing. And so they just, 
they, it's not for them or they couldn't do it. And, and I love that feedback because that's, that's kind of exactly why, I mean, for me personally is, is why I sit down to meditate. It's because I have so many racing thoughts and Mm -hmm. distractions and kind of constantly overthinking and anxiety and, and depression as well. And when I sit down like that practice and just breathing, even for 10 seconds, just like, yeah a deep breath is already kind of, kind of meditation. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it does help you with those racing thoughts. You're not supposed to sit down and already be like a super Zen monk and you have nothing in your mind. Like I, I actually just heard recently the other day as well, where, um, and this is encouraging of, uh, you know, you can sit down for meditation and still have, you can still, maybe you're thinking the entire time, with thoughts going through your mind and that can still be considered a successful meditation. Yeah. So, you know, I I try to keep that in mind and I guess that's one of the things that I'm trying to encourage. But one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you about it is because it is one of those things where I have a hard time like putting words to and expressing why it's good or why, why I do it. And I think I've had a hard time with it whenever I have you know, face to face with, with people in my family or close to me, try to, to talk about it. I do end up kind of getting a little woo woo, or maybe I don't, I don't have the, the words. And I think perhaps these days, especially the, the science behind something like that, um, can be extremely helpful. I think I saw, uh, Headspace came out with some Netflix content and I watched just the first episode and a lot of it is just going through um, the science of why meditation is good for you and and uh, and I think that's awesome I've, I've been using headspace this is not a sponsored segment um, <laughs> I've been <laughs> using uh, I've been using headspace uh, guided meditations for the last couple of years and it's something it, headspace is an app um, it's something that I never thought I would get into because like I said, like 10 years ago when I first started meditation, it was only ever silent. And I, I think I had tried a couple guided meditations and I was like, oh, this isn't for me. This isn't real meditation. I was on like a little bit of a different uh, <laughs> wavelength at that time. Um, but nowadays I could, I really like 99% of the time can only do the guided meditation. And I love it because it really does help my mind stay on track when I'm getting into the zone of just like spiraling out of thought after thought and I com- completely forget that I'm even trying to meditate. I'm just like thinking about like what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. Yeah. And then that yeah. leads to like some memory and then. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a never ending cycle. Yeah. One after the other, one thought after the other, and you can get pulled by that, uh, the, the tide of thoughts. Right. So I, I definitely uh, can relate to that feeling. That's really great. I got to write that down. Tide of thoughts. That's uh, yeah. that's going to be a lyric <laughs> one day. <laughs> um, do you do uh, do you do guided meditation or silent? Once in a while, I do more just, I do semi-silent. I have some meditative music playing. So okay. usually some uh, droning or ambient style of music that isn't intrusive. So there's something I can focus my ears on. So that there's many different ways to meditate, right? So you can focus on different different sensory, I guess, um, input, right? So uh, feelings or or what you hear or smell or see, right? So yeah, I, I usually I sit down with some ambient music. 
I used to actually uh, meditate to deep drum and bass because something about cool. the yeah something about the tempo at 170 beats per minute it it puts you, it, it it easily facilitates meditation because it somehow the frequency of that tempo it puts your mind your mind falls into a trance mm. more easily and you're able to get into that state so I I used to do meditation off this podcast called autonomic podcast which is like an hour and a half of deep drum and bass music cool. that d bridge and instrumental we're doing but lately it's more just ambient beatless music um sometimes i do sitting meditation sometimes i do lying down meditation okay. um it just depends on uh i guess uh, my mood lately it's more lying down although i i i i should start get back into more um, sitting down med- meditation because I find it's a little more intentional. Okay. Right. But um, yeah. Um, what I was, I would say is um, you may not know what you're doing for the first bit. Just, just keep trying it and practicing. So one thing I do is you can just sit and observe your thoughts. Right. Sometimes that may be too much. So another mm-hmm. tip is you can sit and focus on one sensation on your body, like on your hand or your feet and feel, for example, feel your foot 100%, put your mm. 100% of your, your, your focus on what you're feeling on your foot. Um, and then eventually you'll get into that meditative state because trying to not think thoughts is too difficult mm-hmm. because by doing that, <laughs> you're just going to think more thoughts, right? But yeah. <laughs> if you sh- if you shift your focus on something else such as a sensation on your foot or the sounds that you're hearing outside or or you could visualize something in in your mental space, that's another way. Or focus on your breath. That's, I guess, the more traditional way. So just um, feeling how it feels as you breathe in and then as you breathe out, right? Just feeling and being one with that feeling, right? Shifting your focus there and, and eventually you'll get it. The the breathing's really helped me mm-hmm. for sure. I think, um, I think, I have the thoughts keep thinking. Um, <laughs> Um, the, one of the things in the guided meditation, one of the helpful tips was if it helps you to focus on your breath, uh, count to 10 as you're breathing. And it's something I'd never tried before. And nowadays it's something that I find myself doing sometimes throughout the day as well. Um, if I am meditating in practice, I'm only doing about 10 to 15 minutes at a time, maybe once per day at the most. Um, but I've noticed that with the counting thing, sometimes throughout the day, if I find myself feeling really anxious or, or something like that, I'll, or even in the bathroom, like I'll just count to 10 and that already kind of helps to ground me a little bit more. Um, so yeah, there's so, there's so many different practices and, uh, it is kind of cool to see that at least, um, within the last number of years, it's, it's becoming more, I guess, trendy to talk about same with like the yoga and the healthy eating i think maybe 20 to 30 years ago that was only like you know niche health food stores like you know practices but nowadays it's you know all over the place more and more it's it's trendy to to do yoga and eat healthy which is which is great i mean 
Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh man, this is uh this is really helpful. Thank you for for being here and breathing with me and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention to you, um, just last night I finished, I finally finished the book that you recommended to me, mm. um, Eckhart Tolle, uh, The Power of Now. I'd been reading it for the last uh, few months, kind of a little bit at a time, and I had just a few pages left. And so I was like, oh, you know, it'd, it'd be great if I could actually finish this before before talking to you. And, and I did. And I mean, I got to say thank you again for, for that recommendation because... I think coupled with meditation, that book is probably one of the biggest, biggest drivers that has helped transform my life over the last few months. Um, it's really helped me in, uh, you know, for, for the audience as well. Some of you might already know, but I've on a, a journey of sobriety now where um, I've just over three months now am fully sober from all drinking and, and substances. Um, it's something that Less so the drinking, but some substances and things like overeating and that kind of thing. I've always kind of had a, a bit of an addictive personality uh, over the years and, and my own kind of battle with that uh, in many different ways over the years. <clears throat> and um, for many reasons that really I needed to make that all come to uh, an end. Um, I know that there's a lot of people out there that can moderate things, so it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Um, for me, it had to kind of be all or nothing, and so I had to kind of say, if, I, if I'm really going to do this, I can't really do anything at all. Um, and, and also, as I will say, for example, with alcohol, it's not even as much that I had a problem with alcohol, but that, you know, one thing would lead to another where alcohol would then make me want to, you know, smoke weed or uh, eat more food or not exercise the next day because I was tired. And so it was just kind of not really helping me get more good habits into my life. And um, in any case, it was a long time coming. And the the book itself, it's really has not really much to do with sobriety or, or addiction recovery per se. But I think that came at such a perfect moment in my life um, that you recommended it. I think you'd recommended it to me a couple of times. And then I remember, and I hadn't picked it up yet. I, I, it was one of those books. So the power of now, I think I've been hearing about it for like 10 years. Um, in my mind, unfortunately, I thought it was like what I had heard about it. I was like, Oh, that's probably kind of like a woo woo book. You know, my, my ego mind there kind of clicking in. And then, um, you'd recommended it a couple times and I was like, okay, well, if you're recommending it, you know, you're someone I really respect and admire, like that kind of made me kind of think maybe otherwise still hadn't picked it up. And then I remember one time we had a conversation and I was letting you know that I was having some trouble with dealing with like the judgment from my parents. Um, you know, my parents come from a generation of, you know, you want to have a, a good job with stability and, you know, be super cultured and smart and and that sort of thing. And so me kind of being an artist, uh, in, on the inside has always been, uh, definitely a challenge <clears throat> to kind of encourage myself to kind of go that route. Cause it's not really something that even beyond my parents, I think society in general doesn't necessarily encourage you to, you know, in any case, that's, that's a different conversation. But I remember uh, talking to you about having, you know, just dealing with some, some challenges with that judgment. And you had sent me a video that Eckhart Tolle did. And I didn't realize that he, he did like a video series on, 
on YouTube and uh, I really loved the format as well where it's just, you know, people in the audience asking him questions and he's very real, like in the moment, you know, responding to it. And I resonated so much with what he was saying and how, you know, we should have empathy as well for, for our parents and compassion. And um, on an unrelated note, I'd also been uh, listening to some other content that was like, you know, you shouldn't necessarily live your life for the validation of others. And even if you hypothetically did everything your parents wanted you to do at the end of the day, 30, 40 years from now, you're still go- you're going to resent them and you're all still going to be unhappy mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. So anyways, it all came together of like, OK, I should really read that book now. And, uh, and I'm so glad I did. So long story short, thank you again so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you read that book. Like I said, it it's it's probably one of the most important books in my life. And and to anyone out there that that uh, could find value, I definitely encourage you to read it. And like um, like you said, it's it's not a woo woo book. It takes it it takes a very um, I, would you say pragmatic approach mm-hmm. to these kind of these t- kind of topics on how to how you I, I guess come to terms with with the inner world and the external world and how those two things relate to each other. That's how that's how how I kind of see it. How do you approach those two things, right? And I think I think anyone can benefit from this knowledge. Again, it's it's not it's not spiritual. It's not. Uh, religious it's more practical advice on how you can deal with the world uh and your inter and your internal world as well so yeah it it's a it's an important book for me and hopefully anyone out there that's curious it would be for you as well and also check out Eckhart Tolle's YouTube channel he puts out lots of videos on there like uh Anna mentioned and it's it's a great resource yeah a hundred percent. I can really see myself kind of now like meditation. This book is going to be something that I, <laughs> I want to like scream from the rooftops of yeah. like, please read this book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, f- the first time I read it, it was so profound. It was like a, a light bulb went off my head. It's like, whoa, that that's it. It's like, whoa, it, it completely changed my, my worldview and perspective. And yeah, huge. Are there, do you, do you find yourself like having time or, or, or putting time towards like reading a lot? And if you do, are there sort of any other books you think that me or the, the audience might, uh, might like as well, or even not even necessarily books, but maybe even like, I don't know, content creators or video creators that sort of in the same vein are, you know, very encouraging and insightful and that sort of thing. Um, I haven't read as much recently. I read a bit more in the past. Another good book is The Alchemist. Um, that's a good one. Uh, in terms of resources on the net, uh, I, it's hard to name any off the top right now. I, I'm always learning how to improve communication. So there's, I think, Evan Carmichael's channel is a great channel for that. Um yeah, there's tons. I, I it's hard to name them off sure. the top of my head right now. I uh, I haven't uh, I haven't heard of him, so I will definitely check that yeah. out. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so I have no idea how much time this has been. We're uh, we we've I think we did pretty good. This is uh, <laughs> yeah. this probably feels like a, a good a good place to wrap it up. And um, just so grateful again to you. Uh, 
stranger, my friend Alan, for you know, all of your friendship and uh, agreeing to be the very first guest of my Ooh. very first podcast. <laughs> and I would love to do it more. Let's let's not stop here. I would love to come back for another episode. I think there's awesome. tons more that we can divulge on and, and converse on. So for sure. I, I congratulate you on starting your podcast and, and I know it's going to be a success. So just keep at it. People, I think, I think your story is relatable and people will appreciate it. So I do encourage you to share your story. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's what this is all about. Just, uh, you know, stories and good conversations with good people, just sharing what they, what has helped them live life as a, as a human being as best as possible. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we all have a story to tell. And if we can all be honest about our personal truths, we can all grow together and hopefully make the world a better place. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing Same. rest of the day and rest of you the week. Well. Thank yeah. you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. We'll definitely chat again soon. And thanks yes, again for being for sure. on. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>